What up, royal family? Welcome back to the Queen X podcast, the podcast where we discuss ways to live a life with an ash-free mindset. So check it. This episode is going to be the beginning of a series. I finally have a series for you guys. And it's really awesome because I got to do this series with my husband. So um, as most of you guys know from an episode that I did last season, um, me and the Ross had a really tough thing that we did, like a super hard challenge that we went through in our relationship where he went to prison for four years of our relationship. Now, over the last three years, I've actually learned that this is While I thought that it was something that I was going through by myself, this is actually pretty common. There are a lot of people that are in relationships with people that are locked up in prison, and it's not an easy thing to get through. Prison was probably the best emotional training course uh, for our relationship. It was long as shit, and it was terrible, and I was miserable for about 87% of the time, But in all seriousness, the rainbow after the storm has been continuously burning brighter by each passing moment. So it was four years for him, four years for me, and we did a lot of rapid individual growth and maturity. That can be stressful enough all on its own because growth and maturity, although it sounds glowy and wonderful, is fucking tough. Um, So just add to the fact that you're trying to be supportive of someone else that you can't see or touch and you can't talk to on the phone for a year. Yeah, we got banned from having phone conversations for a year. So we had nothing but letters and emails to keep us going. Um, It's very hard to rationalize uh, all of these factors when you're living in two different realities. And I know I can only tell you my experience from being the mate on the outside who is free. So I was really happy when the Roz agreed to be a part of this series and do this interview with me. And so you guys can have get a perspective from what it's like for the men that are dealing with this on the inside. Now, The reason why I felt like this was such an important topic for us to discuss is because as black men and black women, the police are always present in our lives. I mean, they were literally created to maintain black people, you know, the people that used to be slaves. And so... They're constantly present in all of our neighborhoods. We know that black men are arrested and locked up in jail at exponential rates. So it's just something that we all have to deal with. And I'm really tired of the narrative that like when men, especially black men, make mistake and fuck up that they are garbage and trash and disposable. And oh, you're not doing what I want you to do. Let me throw you away. And We both acknowledge that the Roz made a mistake. He did what he did. He did his time. But just because he made that mistake didn't mean that I should discredit all the wonderful things that he brought into my life before the prison sentence, which is why I made the decision to stay with him. I do not suggest that everyone, every single person does not have to stick by their mate during a prison sentence. Um... It just wasn't an end-all be-all for me. Some people's end-all be-all is cheating. Some people's is abuse. Some people's is prison. Some people, it it could be anything. So you make that personal decision on your own. But for those of you who are listening, who made the the decision like I made the decision to stick it out, um, these are just, this this series is kind of going to help you um, 
make it a little bit easier for you. We are two people who have been there, done that, and made it through. And so hopefully our story shines a light and makes things a little bit easier for you. So enjoy the first part. Okay, royal family. So today we are going to be discussing um, a topic that I had my own personal experiences with, and I realized that there's probably more people than I even thought of that are going through the same thing right now. Um, and we're going to be talking about falling in love or being in love with someone who is incarcerated. Um, being a part of the black community means that jail and prison and the police are a major part of our everyday lives no matter how much we don't want it to be and this is something that we as women we as black people are dealing with on a constant basis so i figured i would come to you guys and talk to you a little bit about um, my experience with being in love um, with a person who's incarcerated and me being um, in the free world out here and so i figured what better way to have this discussion and talk about it from a male female perspective as well as a free person I guess and incarcerated person's perspective than to have none other than the person I went through the struggle with as well as the person who has been incarcerated multiple times in his lifetime uh my husband Thoraz Hey, hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> Hi, honey, welcome to the Queen X podcast. Hey, well, I'm glad to be here, you know. Uh, I'm, yeah, my name is uh, Alex Black, um, 32 years old. I am of uh, biracial descent. Um, biracial black man. I have hazel eyes. I'm 6'1". Um, Do you like to take long walks on the beach? <laughs> I'm, it was my first time, actually, just a couple <laughs> weeks ago, so it's growing on me. I'm being becoming quite fond of that. Um, let's see. I like comedies. Uh, I like to read. My favorite color is green. And, yeah, I've been incarcerated multiple times. <laughs> is that a good background? Is that... I is feel that... like that's a pretty good background. Now everybody <laughs> knows you just as well as I do. Yeah, oh, that's uh, all you need to know to be married to the Rod. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, I've been uh, incarcerated multiple times and um, two times to be... I've done two prison sentences. The first one was two years. The second one was four years. And they were drastically and completely different experiences. And uh, mainly it was because of my uh, relationship status. The first time that I was incarcerated, I was 19 years old. And like I said, it was two years. And I was very much a bachelor whenever I caught this, uh, um, whenever I got myself into that situation. And uh, I didn't have no real strong ties with any one female. And uh, whenever I got locked up, the females that I did have, uh, you know, relations with just 
they disappeared on me. Like it, there wasn't nothing strong enough to really hold them to me. So that was the loneliest two years of my life. That was the that was the loneliest and most soul searching Aww. two years, you know. Insert violin here. <laughs> so sad. It was. It was. It was sad. You know, it was a very lonely period. You know, it's it's nothing, especially being your first time locked up, but it's nothing like going from being able to be the master of your destiny to being completely powerless and uh, unable to do anything outside of your, you know, immediate reach. And whenever you're incarcerated, your immediate reach is very short you know so i seen while i was in there a lot of people who had strong ties to their women and they getting letters every week and pictures and visits and you know um, they're able to make moves whatever those moves may be whether it's a uh, you know hey go pick this up for my mom or drop this off to my sister or you know uh whatever the case may be you know they was able to you know they had a little bit farther reach they had a little bit more influence as far as you know dictating um actions and uh, uh just you know they were able to get more results their life seemed more purposeful and meaningful while i'm just stuck you know, sitting here getting letters from my auntie, <laughs> <laughs> complaining to me about my cousins and stuff. You know, so it was a uh, your hoish ways came to catch up with you. They did. They really did. You know, and I tried reaching out. You know, I have my homeboys and uh, you know hitting these females up, and most of them didn't even know my real name. Oh wow! Yeah, most you of was them. One of those. I was one of those. I was, you know, at this point in my life, I was on the run. I didn't trust nobody. I was just, you know, I was out there in the streets. So I was just. Ladies, yeah. please always know his real name. Please always know his real name. Yeah, yeah. You literally tried to give me a code name when we first met. I, I did. <laughs> yeah. How did I that did. go? Huh? How did that? How did that go for you? Well initially well first of all you said that you was like mm -mm. you was like i don't do i don't do nicknames which it wasn't even a nickname i told him my name was aj right and aj is just the uh, abbreviation of my name you know because uh, my middle name starts with a j first name with a a middle name with a j you know and so uh uh autumn here she was like that's not your full name or your real name i and know his mama didn't put aj on his birth <laughs> certificate okay yeah and so instead of uh, uh but i got i got honest real quick like i didn't try to play it out or nothing like that you know yeah i got honest real quick you did so, i appreciated so, it but uh so and that was that was a month after i had got out of <laughs> my of those two years and so seeing that those first two years 
experiencing that loneliness and not having a partner, I was like, nah, that's that's got to change. Whenever I get back out, I'm going to find me somebody that I can build a life around and that I can depend on and that's going to hold me down. And, and I just ended up, I lucked up and came across uh, uh, Autumn here a month after I got out at the casino. And he was very honest about his situation and his intentions. He was honest in letting me know that he was fresh out the pen. He let me know that. And, you know, I wasn't, he wasn't a murderer, a rapist, or a child molester. So I was completely okay with it. And he was also honest whenever he let me know that he was, he got out of prison, like looking for a partner. Like he, he was very intentional about the fact that he wanted to find somebody that he could actually spend, I don't necessarily know if you said spend your life with, but that you could like, you wanted a relationship. Yeah, I think the word I used was life partner. I wasn't, of, I wasn't interested. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> interested in marriage, but I wanted a partner to try to traverse this life through. You know, somebody that you could build with when you fall down, they pick you up, you'll be there to pick them up. You know, I just really wanted to create a, a foundation so that I would never just be, you know, feel lonely like that. Again. Yeah, just be lost, you know, just be lost and powerless. So you're an only child. Also, yeah, so. I'm only child. I got a, a stepbrother, but we didn't even, I didn't even know him then because he didn't come around as a kid. No, so. It was, I think you said it was about the same time that me and you got together mm -hmm. is when Cameron came into the picture. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm an only child. <clears throat> and so, yeah. So I came across Autumn and. Uh, Your first prison sentence was in the state pen. It was in, it was in the state. And so after the Roz and I had been together for, mm, what, two, two and a half years? Yeah. We had been together solid for about two, two and a half years. It was two years exactly. Really? Yeah, actually just shy of two years because I caught the case in 2000. Um, and uh, um, I, I had only been off of parole a month. I got oh, off of parole. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so it he was, was like, so happy too because he's like, "This is the first time I've ever completed my probation or parole sentence." Mm -hmm. Like he was super hyped. Yeah, and I've been on. I've been. I, I caught my first case in the eighth grade, and from the eighth grade on, I've been on and off uh, corrections and supervision. You know, ever since the eighth grade. And uh, this was the first time I completed one successfully with no mishaps or violations or anything like that. So I was really excited. I don't want to take the credit for that, but. Yeah, you, yeah, well, you can. You can definitely help Thank keep you. me grounded and uh, uh, level headed. But then it was a month after that <laughs> that I caught a Fed case. Yeah. <sighs> still the most interesting day of my life <laughs> <laughs> nothing quite as exciting has happened since then so once that happened uh we went to court and stuff for i don't know about seven months it was like a seven like 
seven month uh, ordeal of going to courts and everything before I got sentenced. So then I got sentenced to the to the four years, and uh, which was crazy because at this time then we'd been together two and a half years, and now we were going to be separated for four years. Mm-hmm. So he would have been at this time his incarceration was going to double the amount of time that we had actually been together, like physically together, mm-hmm. and. My mental state was just, I had no questions and no doubts that we were just going to do this four-year sentence together because we had been together for two and a half years and this was exactly where I wanted to be. He had treated me like the queen that I never knew that I was. He had improved and upgraded my mentality, you know, um, helped me get healthier physically. It was just... It was hard and it was a lot to wrap my mind around, you know, but and I'd never known anybody that had experienced or done anything like this. And so I'm going into this as optimistic as I possibly could, Um, probably a little too optimistic, actually. (laughs) Yeah. And I was very intentional because I was still heavily, you know, doing my thing. And uh, um, so I was very intentional in building a strong relationship because I knew you know if this goes wrong then what was waiting on me and I and uh, I mean it it's not as a, a like uh <laughs> it's not like I was just like oh yeah I gotta keep her around in case I get locked up like no I genuinely fell in love with her genuinely uh, had and maintained uh, the deepest of feelings for you know enjoyed spending time with her more than anybody else you know so that was definitely a plus but I was very intentional in the fact that uh, you know this is my partner so I gotta build her up and build these bonds that can withstand you know the test of time if need be mm-hmm. but it was a lot different when the when the case first popped up and we're talking to your lawyer and they were saying um they were throwing out crazy numbers yeah 30 <laughs> years 40 years they were throwing out crazy numbers that i was like okay you know we have we've built this bond but i mean you never did ask me to wait on you. That was one thing. You never put any pressure on me and like specifically said like I'm when I go away like it is your duty to be loyal to me for X amount of time or whatever the case is. No. He was very um very just open and honest about I had free will, you know. Yeah. And that was the thing uh, um that was uh, uh yeah from the very beginning as soon as it happened i told her like listen if you got to get you a little friend or whatever just you know to itch that scratch and do what you got to do just, <laughs> just don't, don't tell me just, yeah don't and don't leave me hanging like don't let that person come in between us as long as don't nothing come between us i'm not tripping because you know a person go away i don't care if it's a year two years four years ten years like you can't expect the desires of the flesh to just disappear you know or for somebody to even 
you know, to me, that's just selfish. To me, to me, that's just selfish to be like, no, that's mine. Can't nobody else have it? Like, if you ain't there to maintain it, you know, then I mean, just be classy about it. You know, <laughs> he don't said, be don't be all out in the streets embarrassing me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, don't fuck nobody that. Uh, uh, none of my family members or associates or friends you know like just be discreet you know you know what what i don't know won't hurt me you know but i was not out here wilding like that guys it was never it was nothing like that (laughs) yeah she would get mad whenever i would talk like whenever i would whenever i would talk like that yeah she would get mad you know but my main thing was just being realistic and i didn't want to I didn't want to feel like I had, like I was putting a bunch of pressure on her and end up pushing her away. Mm-hmm. You know, resentment because, was a, a huge conversation. He was just very adamant that that he didn't do anything that was going to make me, in the long run, begin to resent him. Mm-hmm. And my main thing I knew was like, okay, the physical is getting taken out of this. So as long as the mental and the emotional is there and uh then i'll be all right you know like i'll be i'll be cool so um i never and and this was the first time that i had went through experience like this with a partner so it was a lot of you know it was a learning uh learning experience for both of us but luckily I had a lot of good brothers that gave me a lot of solid advice, you know, on who had been down for a long time Mm -hmm. on how to manage uh, a relationship without you or your partner going crazy. But uh, I would never ask her where you at, what you doing, who you with, you know, and sometimes she would tell me just, you know, wanting to conversate and tell me like, oh, yeah, you know, me and Sharika or wherever when, you know, we went out to the club and da, 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 we was in VIP. And da, <laughs> I'm da, just da. sharing my yeah, life just sharing, and, I'm, and I'm like, listen, I don't need to hear that. OK, I don't need to hear that. It don't matter what you did, how innocent it is. Like, I just don't need mental, mental, in- images, yeah, mental yeah. images of you in a mini skirt having living your best life you know in the club like it's okay to do that just keep me out of it you know Mm -hmm. one of my partners told me that i don't need to know or discuss anything that doesn't directly involve us or affect us or affect us yeah so i was very adamant i told her listen i'm not gonna question you don't just give up a bunch of information you know and uh because i literally felt like the more information that he had then the more he felt like he could trust me like i'm not holding anything back that was my perspective of it and then he just totally shut that down because he's like no you're giving way too much information and it's like that's doing more damage than just you leaving that out i didn't mm-hmm. never need to know that so the first year was definitely a learning experience yeah yeah it definitely was uh but i but we did we did pretty good i feel like we did uh we did well one of the things that i did have to learn was to let go of the control because i would tell her to do stuff and she would do it what she thought was best and i would just 
and she would always say, you're not out here, I'm out here, I gotta make that decision. And I had to just, you know, I, I had to give her that. I had to say, okay, you know what? You, yeah, she's right. She's the one that's out there living. It don't matter of what I feel or know, you know, uh, is, the, <laughs> is, the, is the correct thing, you know, but uh, I got to just uh, uh, allow her to live her life and, and live and learn. You yes, know? he allowed for me to fuck up multiple times. I didn't always make the best decisions because I was so busy trying to prove to him that I that I could make it on my own without him, um, and that I could be a, a, like an equal partner to him by, you know, just doing things. Because I had relied on him. He was, you know, the breadwinner of the family for two and a half years, and I just wanted to prove to him that I was his equal and. Uh, I am his equal, but in a different way. He's much better at making those kinds of decisions than I am. And I, we've acknowledged this. Yeah, y'all, she would, she would do the most ridiculous stuff. <laughs> I got her set up at one of my partner's uh, properties, right? Just just for a little, just a little background, you know, just so y'all could get to know Miss Queen X out of black. <laughs> I got her set up at one of my partner's real estate properties, right? All she had to do was pay the bills. She didn't have to pay no rent, no mortgage or nothing. She moves out to go stay with her cousin in an apartment because her cousin's struggling. She, you know, she's trying to do the right thing. She's trying to help out family and everything like that. But she moves out. All she got to do was pay the bills. It was a house. It was a nice house. It had too many bedrooms for me. I literally, <laughs> it was just me. I didn't have no roommates. I didn't have no other family that was like looking to move in or that I could even trust to move in. It was. All she had to do was pay the bills. Though. All I had to do was pay the bills. You know, and uh, she Gas, moved water, out. and electricity. She I don't moved, even think I had to pay the trash. <laughs> she moved out to go move in with one of her struggling cousins, which, you know, that's a. a you know that's a that's a a, a very uh, nice thing to do. I was looking for the word there. What is noble? It? Can I be noble? noble? Yeah, that's a noble. <laughs> that's the word I was looking for. That, that's a noble thing to do. But I was so furious. <laughs> oh, I was so furious. You know, but I had to let it go. Listen, seven years later, and he still won't let me live this down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was I was enraged. I think I went and worked out four times that day <laughs> but uh you know but so that's one of the things as men um you know with being we're going from that position because most men that are in prison I don't want to say most but a lot of the men I say the most you know they're in there for doing you know they're in there because you know they make decisions and they are ready to take the consequences for those decisions and all aspects of their life. So they're go-getters, you know, they're going to make stuff happen. And so it's usually in there, they control their sphere, you know, it's my way or the highway type of mentality. Like this is what's happening. So then once they get locked up, I used to hear that all the time, people arguing and fighting with a spouse or their significant other because now that you're gone you don't really have that influence 
or you don't have as much of the influence as you're used to and it's a big uh it's a big ego trip you know it really it really hits you or hurts you and it makes you feel some kind of way because it's like ah you just doing this because i'm in here if i was out there it wouldn't be like this it takes some adjusting to be able to sit back make suggestions you know and then just let things play out and whenever you make suggestions and your partner doesn't follow up on them and you tell your partner why they should do it what's gonna happen if they don't but they just like nah nah or okay okay but they do what they do anyways or nah nah this is you know this is what i think this is what i'm gonna do you gotta let them do it and then whenever they do it and what you say comes to fruition and they crash and burn and you ended up being right you gotta just let it ride and don't get on them and say like i told you so you can't ever do that you can't never do that i told you so or uh, like relationships when you're incarcerated is very much a patience and finesse and uh, a patience and finesse and just uh, a being humble type of uh, game you know like you really gotta play chess both both people you know both people have to the man and the woman you know both have mm -hmm. to understand what's going on have to realize you're on the same team and that it's not a battle you know so the man has to give up some some control the woman needs to still remember that this is the man and you're with him you should be with him because he makes good decisions i mean mm -hmm. i could have done a better job remembering that you were really good at making those decisions while you were free and so i could trust you to make those decisions when you were locked up that was something that i just basically like i just completely forgot about or ignored or whatever the case was so that would be something that I would suggest or something if I wish I could change something, it would definitely be that I, you know, um, just was more aware and remembered how good of a decision maker you were before prison. So I agree with you on that. Well, now that you guys have background on uh, how we got to, how we got into living a um, love in prison type of relationship. Oh, I want to say one thing. Hey y'all, Miss Mrs. Black over here, solid too though. When the police pulled her in for questioning, she didn't give them nothing. She didn't tell them nothing. Rider. She's a rider. She's solid, y'all. <laughs> She's solid. You the know white what I'm man saying? does not shake and rattle me. Okay. Hey, I'ma tell y'all this too. Now this classified. All right. <laughs> Whenever they pulled her in for the grand jury. You know, did you read my statement instead of trying to throw, you know, instead of just being like, oh, well, he done, he done fucked up, you know, time to jump off this burning ship. She told the grand jury that the pistol was hers.
This woman we, don't know how to cock in. or load a gun. She don't. She wouldn't even touch it. I was trying to teach her how to handle a gun one time. She just refused. Like, mm-mm. Like, that thing was going to bite her. Guns if she... kill people. <laughs> but, yeah, she told the grand jury that the pistol was hers. She came to me talking about... She, Matter of fact, my lawyer... My lawyer... I went to go see my lawyer one day. And he was like, hey, uh... Uh, you know your girl, uh... Uh... I don't know if you called him or you went and talked to him, but uh, she told my lawyer if there was a way for her to take these charges. I went to see him. Yeah, she went <laughs> to see. I pulled up on the scene. She yes. pulled up on my lawyer, Douglas Adams. <laughs> if you're ever in trouble, he's a good guy. And uh, um, yeah, so whenever I went in to see him, he was like, uh, you know, your girl came. Uh, you know, holla at me, and um, I was like, Yeah, what? He was like, Yeah, she was talking about if uh, uh she could take the drug charges and the gun charge. I said, What? <laughs> I went home, I was like, What are you doing? She's like, Oh, I, I've never been in trouble before, they'll just give me probate. I said, No, I said, No, only one of us needs to have multiple felonies in this relationship. <laughs> It ain't gonna do us no good for us both. If we're both, both felons, if we're both felons, but I just want y'all to know that's what kind of person you know Miss Queen X is. That's why she's Mrs. Black, you know, because she as my as my homeboy. Because uh, whenever I got out of prison, I was I was fucking up, y'all. I almost lost her, and and one of my one of my home one of my one of my faces one of my oldest oldest. Uh, um, partners, he would he would always be like, he was like, ah, oh, you can't let go of that, my boy. He was like, you can't let go of that. You sound just like him. Yeah. <laughs> he would be like, you can't let go of that, my boy. He would be like, she kept it gangster, man. You can't let go of that. He was like, There's, that's one in a million. Most most females wouldn't. And I'd just be like, dang, you know what? He right. He right. And not only did she keep it gangster then, but she held me down those four years even at points in time whenever i was trying to push her away she literally right and tell me like you're not getting rid of me no no matter what you try you're not just gonna get rid of me like that so so that's just a little background on 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 queen x you know miss autumn black you know she she bout that life <laughs> i am not <laughs> capping out here okay it is not all cap I does this, <laughs> but I only does this for him. Honestly, truly, I have a feeling that you guys really fucking enjoyed that and you're welcome. Thank you for enjoying it, but you're welcome for us giving that to you. <laughs> like I said, that was just part one of a series that we have coming. So I don't exactly know how many um, episodes this is going to edit down to. It could be two. It could be three. Um, it could be four, but I definitely know that I have a lot of things that I am editing out that I think I'm just going to put like make as a compilation. Um, 
and put on the Patreon. So with that being said, this is my shameless plug. Make sure that you guys are going and checking out the Patreon, which you can find in the description bar of this episode, wherever it is going to be, wherever you're listening to this, click on that link, hop on over to the Patreon. When you sign up as a Patreon, you can become a shout out Patreon where you donate to only $2 and we shout you out on an episode. Or you can become a Patreon where you spend $5 a month with us. $5 a month with us means not only do you get shouted out on the episode, but you also get the exclusive content that I'm talking about right now, where we are going to have behind the scenes videos, behind the scenes um, audio clips, and some blog posts that I have coming. If you donate $15, and that is a one-time $15 donation, you will get all of those things that I just mentioned, as well as our new buttons, the Queen X buttons, which say Ash, Ashy Free Mindset, as well as as free spirit sister um, and that button was actually designed by Dominique Joyner so click on that patreon check us out um, become a patron and continue to enjoy the queen x podcast I have so many things that are coming on the patreon I'm going to be adding videos of a festival that I'm going to that's coming up of things from our vacation that I'm not going to be putting on youtube or on instagram things that I think that you guys will enjoy a little behind the scenes private moments you know that we're okay with sharing with the public um and as always, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at Queen X Pod, as well as on Facebook, the Queen X Podcast. And I will see you guys on Friday. Peace.